Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Welcome to the Run With Alley Live podcast. It is March 16th and it is, I have to say, a beautiful day in sunny Florida. How is it over there, Amanda? Today is not too bad. Our, you know, 20 plus inches of snow are slowly attempting to melt. I have to say, though, Colorado holds a special place in my heart. So I, I'm like a child when it comes to snow. Like I love sledding. It's great. We had so much fun yesterday. As a runner, it's, you know, iffy on how fun it is because as it melts, then it freezes. And so every morning run becomes a game of is this black ice or not? (laughs) And that's what you want to be careful of for sure. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I so appreciate it. And I'm really excited to, you know, have a conversation with you. And for everyone who is, you know, returning, thank you so much for returning. I hope you've subscribed to the podcast at this point. And for those new listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode because it's a good one to tune into because our special guest, Amanda here has been in the industry for 15, 20 years, something like that. Quite a while. It's it's weird when I think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. Um, And, you know, Uh, She just published her first book. Um, She's been blogging forever and she's very well versed in the running field. And she's also a runner herself. Uh, So Amanda, welcome again. And, you know, I would just love to hear more about you and what you're all about and then just dive into the actual questions. Awesome. So yeah, I started running way back in 2002. um, And then around 2007, 
I think like a lot of runners, I didn't really have people around me who ran. And so that's when blogs were starting. And that was my like social media, you know, that was how I found a community to start. And from there, my journalism background kind of kicked in. So, you know, by 2012, the website was actually my full-time job. So I get to spend all of my time researching and writing about running. Um, and man, that's a joy for me. So around that time, I also had just been hosting all of these challenges. So people think like Instagram challenges are new. No, no, we've been doing these since the days of blogs. And I had a ton of people who really wanted coaching. And I just felt very, I guess, convicted is maybe the right word that I didn't want to coach someone and get them injured. So I went and got certifications and then I kept doing all the research and I try to read every book that comes out. So it's been a really, you know, wild ride these last almost what nine plus years now. Um, but it's been awesome oh, to yeah. see the way things are shifting too. Yeah. And you know, that's so amazing that you heavily invest in, you know, research. I think that's just as valuable as any degree. And especially because you have the experience on top of that. I still admire your solo ultra marathon run. <laughs> um, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I was loving it because you were just so honest. And, you know, I was like, I feel her, but like, I've never done that. Like, yeah, um, but we'll dive into that like in a little, but yeah, um, you know, I, I didn't even know that that's how you started. So that's a fun fact. Um do you think the challenges were fun? Like were, were more just like a passion project or was blogging and like researching and really building your business that way um, more? Man. So initially the challenges were so much fun, but everything was free. I would literally have a thousand people in a 30 day challenge where I was doing boatloads of work and it never once crossed my mind to charge anyone money. Um, because blogs, you were lucky if you got like a pair of shoes. <laughs> so, um, so that's fascinating to me when I look back at it now. Um, but they were an amazing way to build community. And I still have so many of those people that are still around just in different formats. Um, but once I got to the point where I really switched how I was thinking of the blog and it was less about me and more about the research, the writing became a lot more fun for me. And I realized how much I like research. So I like finding the studies and the weird little facts. Um, so I love all of that stuff. And that's been fun. But the community is really still, I think, what keeps me coming back. It's the messages that a random blog post helps someone get through their first, you know, three mile run. And I think, okay, yep. That's why I spend time doing this. Yeah. And, you know, I have to say like you inspire me because I just recently started blogging and I'm a bit of a nerd in terms of like, I've always just been research, you know, um, I actually wanted to become a physical therapist initially. Um, See, I think I would have loved that now. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yes. And then I, I was like, but like, I love people. I love the community. And I feel like, I don't know, it's just different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, yeah, um, you know, I just, you're always so like positive and you're right. I mean, you never know 
what someone's going to read and, you know, who's going to be touched by that, because especially right now, people need a lot of that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I will get a lot of people that reach out and I mean, you've heard this, the, I'm not a real runner. I've only done three half marathons. <laughs> I can't, I'm laughing. Cause I'm always like, wait, then who is a real runner? I am so confused. Um, and I think that's where like the social media component, it gets a lot of flack, but it can be so useful because that is where we get a chance to be real and where I cry with you during my run and tell you it was horrible or where I tell you I had an amazing day. Um, and you really do see like, oh, everybody actually has these ups and downs. And you, I am seeing it more and more and more now. So I, I really appreciate it. More people are truly sharing both sides of their runs. And it's not just a highlight reel, even if it's still a pretty photo, because let's be honest, we like a pretty photo. But then the caption is telling you like, I had to quit this race or I had to, you know, whatever it was. And, and so I think that is helpful just seeing that it's not easy for any of us. No. And you know, that's also when I saw you run that ultra, I was like, I, I'm going to ask her to be on my podcast because you don't see a lot of that. You don't see a lot of vulnerability yet. It's becoming a bigger thing. And I was like, that is just so amazing that you just, we're able to do that. It's scary. You know, it's scary, yeah. maybe not to you, but, um, it's just putting yourself out there. But like, I was like, like I could, I like felt what you were feeling, not really physically, but I was yeah. like, wow, um, that's admirable that she's out there doing that alone. Um, so how was that? How was that? Like, <laughs> like in all seriousness. Like. Yeah. So for folks who have no idea what we're talking about, um, this summer I was originally training for Chicago. I knew in the back of my mind it would never happen, but I figured it gave me something to get started. And I've always wanted to do an ultra. So I just thought I have more time now than I'm ever going to have. Um, but I didn't want to sign up for a race because it sounded stressful to worry about whether it would or wouldn't happen. So I decided I would just run 50 K by myself. And I was actually super excited about it. Like I love long runs. So I thought, okay, it's just a slightly longer, long run. Yeah, I plotted so. out a path. I had yeah. my husband meet me at mile 20, which was also weird to a lot of people. Like, why not sooner? But I thought I've done so many runs that were 20 miles. That should be fine. Um, uh, as races go, I had knee pain on my right side, which I have not ever had in almost 20 years of running, um, you know, that kicked in around whatever mile 19. So I did, I got super emotional about it, which is also what happens when you're at 19 miles. Um, and then I did what I am proud of is that I did what I try to tell my runners. So I was determined in that moment that if this was going to be an injury, then I was done. It was game over. And that was okay. One race or one body, many races, you know? So I kept walking because I had to get to mile 20 to meet him. Um, and then I paused, I changed shoes and I thought, well, I'll just walk for a few more minutes and then I'll make a decision and just see what happens. And as I kept walking for whatever reason, as we also know with our body, that just kind of started to dissipate and I was able to start running again. Um, 
you know, by mile 27, I could not remember why I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> I was like, technically anything over 26.2 is an ultra. I could stop. There's no one here. No one will know or care. Um, but I kept going. And when I finished, it was probably one of the proudest moments I've had. And I think that's one of the really cool things that running gives you, right? You choose to do this really hard thing. And at times it is awful, but then the elation of just, oh my gosh, I did that. Like nobody made me do that. Nobody like carried me. Nobody forced me. Like that was me. And then to just sort of take that into other areas. So that was pretty fantastic. That's a, yeah, that's that's so amazing. That's actually this is like ridiculous. But um when I first started running, I was really stressed out in corporate America and by I didn't mean to do this, but I would I would just like run ultra marathons around Manhattan. But like stop, eat a sandwich. Yeah. Like it was like my day. My friends were like what a weirdo. And I was like I just like 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 what this is doing for like my mental like sanity. Yes. Uh, you know, I never ever intended to run a marathon ever, which is the funnier thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, but like I stopped for like, you know, 10 minutes here and there. It wasn't like what you did. Um, it's but, still you know, amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. But you know, um, you know, I just, you're right. Running is only something you can do on your two feet. And that's what makes it so special. And um, I've actually had a lot of people come to me recently saying that they're too, they're overweight and they mm. can't run. And, you know, oh, there's a truth to cliches. It, I hate saying one thing at a time over and over, but like, it's a process, like running teaches you patience. And, you know, if you just stick with it and I'm sure, you, you know, you understand this, uh, as well, it's really rewarding. And what's amazing too, is I, I wish more people could see the start line of a race and you see the variety of bodies that are standing there and you start to realize that what you have in your head as what you should look like or be like to be a runner isn't true. I mean, quite certainly, like there are people that are heavier than me, older than me, shorter than me, taller than me that all hit that finish line well before me. Um, and that's, I'm, I'm towards the front many times, like, and they're still passing me. So I think getting more people back to races or even getting them to just show up as a spectator the first time around, it really does dispel a lot of these ideas that we have. Um, yeah. I wish I could get more people to do that. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's such a good point. Um, you know, racing or not, regardless, like running is just if you start now, you, you could probably like be prepared for a race, you know, and just like not be so hung up on races, even though I love races and you do and many runners do. Um, and yeah, about the bodies. I am, I suffered um, with that, with body dysmorphia for a hot minute yeah. and it took the best of me. I got injured, but I was fortunate that I was in my twenties. It wasn't that long ago. It was like three and a half years ago. Um, and never again, never yeah. again. Like when you run for, for, for performance, you don't mess with food and sleep. <laughs> you don't, you know, do that. It's just not, 
worth it. It's, not it's worth such it. an easy place. I mean, I can't say that I certainly wasn't super focused on weight loss in my early twenties and thought about that with my runs and everything was about calories, but that was also a lot of the messaging I had. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm enjoying seeing so many women talking about lifting weights. I hated strength training forever. I'm not even going to pretend that I didn't, but the last, you know, three years I've been super consistent and I, I now see the mental stuff they talk about the feeling strong. Cause I'm like, no, my running makes me feel strong, but this is a different feeling. And it is really nice to just see more women focusing on feeling strong and powerful and not thin. Yeah. You know, you and I see eye to eye on that. It's about what you feel and not what you look like. I couldn't agree more with that. Um, I, you know, I, I also did not love strength training, but when I got injured, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started, bo- I started boxing, hitting a bag, just hitting it. I didn't know how to box. And now my boyfriend, like, yeah, almost we're probably getting engaged soon, casually. Um, <laughs> you know, he taught me how to box because he was, that was, he was a pro boxer and I just did it for boxing training to keep me in shape. Then I started um, strength training, but nothing jumping around, obviously. Um, And I got very into unilateral training, training different sides of the body. So for those of you guys listening on here, um, basically what that does is make sure that we're not lopsided and everything is working as it should be when we run. So, you know, um, and I just have to share this. I ran a half marathon last weekend and I didn't even care about the time. I cared about how I felt at the end. Yeah. That's the first thing I said. I don't feel like weak. I feel strong. And that's such a good feeling. It's yeah, so important. And also for the long term, too. So. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is getting more of us with that mindset of running long term rather than running for one race. It changes training and it changes your willingness to do the little things like the warm up and the strength training cuz you're realizing like oh I don't just want to get through this race like I actually want to keep running and I want to feel really good yeah and just I know you're all about mobility too and foam rolling and all of that is the annoying stuff but the important stuff yeah Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know you already like mentioned a lot about the running community. Um, why'd you say yes to being on my podcast on the run without a live podcast today? I know that's kind of direct. Yeah, honestly, like (laughs) I always love a chance to talk about running and you're someone who obviously a has a community, but you care about the information that you're sharing and about trying to keep runners injury free and getting them out there and giving them support. So to me, that's a big deal. Wow. Thank you. I mean, cause like, I feel like you, you are somewhat similar, somewhat the same. Um, but you know, just pivoting a little bit. Um, I saw you've been working on speed training. Yeah. So <laughs> Always, it's funny to me because I've always said things like I run far, not fast. And, um, guess what? That doesn't do a lot for forcing you to go do speed, right? I'm a big person on choosing your words. And here I was repeating this over and over again. Um, and certainly I've had some PRs that I'm super proud of, but 
I had knee surgery in 2017. So there was a little bit of comeback and then no one raced last year. So, um, last year I felt like I put in all the distance. And so this year it was time for me to embrace something different. And so honestly, for the first time in my entire running career, I have actually been joining a group for track workouts, um, and enjoying it. So this is new to me. Like, honestly, like I said, never, I've been running since 2002. I never, ever, ever on a track. I did not like it, did not enjoy it, brought back bad high school memories. Um, so now it's fun because I'm realizing it requires a different mental flip. So there's the endurance mental of like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but I can maintain this. I'm just going to see if I can go a little farther. Now this is the, like, things are burning. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel nauseous. <laughs> I think I'm okay though. So I'm not really I, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll be fun to tap into that. And I'm still trying to be very cautious of, you know, keeping that to less than 20% of my week because I've now gotten a better feel for my body. Um, so, you know, I threw myself into a tailspin many years ago because I was probably running every easy run too hard. Um, so now I just try to really balance that hard effort with the good, easy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I took a similar approach last year. I decided to work on my speed because I personally had never done that before. I just, I didn't. Um, yes, it hurts a lot <laughs> and it takes a lot out of you and it just, but it fixes your running form. Yeah. And it, you know, I felt I've, and I'm sure you might feel the same way, but I'd love to hear during my easy runs, I feel a lot more powerful, stronger overall. Um, just more able to like, do my easy pace feeling really like, uh, like exponentially stronger. Yeah. My easy run paces have started to drop again, um, kind of back to where they were. I feel like when I lived in mm -hmm. Florida versus living in Colorado, um, I was in Florida. That's yeah. Home. I was there for five or six years. Wow. Um, yeah. So moving from there to Colorado wasn't an adjustment. Um, so yeah, they feel easier, but also I have to remember my legs feel different for a day or two after speed work. And so it's okay for me to be like, um, you know what, this easy run actually does not feel great. Um, I'm just truly going to take it easy based on my body, not based on a pace. And then, yeah, the next day, oh, everything feels great again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally. Yes, I totally feel that. You know, it's funny. Um, I couldn't fit into my jeans at first because my thighs got like real freaking big. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is um great. Super. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool watching your body adapt. It's cool going through that. And it's, it's taught me a lot and it's helped with my coaching, but also like to better understand like the progressions and why speed work's important for different reasons. PRs and just injury prevention. Yeah, I think it's interesting because different runners always respond to different things, you know? And so that's one of the things I think that for me was interesting. I always did speed work, but it was never formal on a track kind of stuff. And so it is different. There is a difference about when you hit that track and the mentality. Um, but I like that because you can, with each runner, then figure out like, 
hey, you hate the track, that's fine. Here's how we're going to do speed work. We're going to throw it into your road run, like no big deal. And so I think it's interesting because there's so many different ways, right, to get to the like same end point. Um, But it's certainly helping me, like you said, be a better coach because now I can say to people like, listen, I didn't like this. I was nervous about it. Here's what's helping me. Here's why it's beneficial. Do you want to try it out? (laughs) Do you? So I, I already, I feel like I know the answer, but like, are you, do you feel like experience has really helped with your coaching? For sure. I mean, I think like anything, the more people you've been able to work with, the more information you've been able to kind of read and look at over the years and even the way training has changed. So like I said, Mm -hmm. I remember interviewing Ryan Hall and him saying, no, I don't strength train. I run. If you want to be a better runner, you run. And that was kind of the elite mindset at the time I interviewed him, which is not the mindset they have now. So certainly I think experience helps. Um, You do, you just see different runners and you see how they respond and you start to realize even more that coaching is a lot of mental stuff and not just the workouts. I a hundred percent agree. Like, yes, I think about like different things and it's so random, like from like what I want to eat to like, oh, this tree looks nice. Like it's just like, so, you know, especially if you're solo, like doing a tempo run, for example, it's like, get me to the finish. Yeah. (laughs) Run to the finish. (laughs) Um, Like I was like, get me there. Um, But yeah. um, What's what's your favorite distance? I have two more questions for you. The half marathon is probably still my favorite because I really love to travel And Mm -hmm. with the half marathon, you can still have like a hard race, but then actually have a vacation. (laughs) I feel like if I go all out in the marathon, the vacation portion is a little less enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you can't really like walk that well, Yes, (laughs) you know, with those sore legs, but, um, you know, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm actually currently training for a sub three marathon. We'll see how that goes. It's very so exciting. I'll probably be like the the wobbly girl. Yeah. Crossing the finish line. But you know, one one day at a time. Um, um, and you know, I have to ask you, like to date, you know, what's like the one thing you just like really admire about the running community that I know you've like said all of these things, but like like what keeps you going? I think for me it's really that it is inclusive. I feel really sad when I hear someone say they went to a running group and felt left out because I've certainly had that experience. But on the whole, running as a group, it just kind of transcends. Like I don't have to speak the same language. We don't have to have the same job. You know, all these things about us can be so different. But then once we start to run, there's an immediate connection, you know, and a shared like, we're doing this thing together. So I, I really love that. Yeah. And just so much support Mm -hmm. so much from like all around. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this is all amazing advice. I mean, is there anything you want to leave everyone here with today as your final, you know, wrap up of the episode? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would just say if, you have the option to try a running group in your area, honestly, go try it. And if you don't have one, find that community online. I mean, 
put yourself out there. You'll be amazed how much more enjoyable your runs feel when you feel like you have a little bit more support. Yes, 100%. I agree with that. And I love that. Great advice. And, you know, Amanda, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day to come on here. And, you know, everyone who's listening, Amanda's information is going to be up all over. No, I'm kidding. But like <laughs> across, you know, Google Pod, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podchaser, Listen Notes and Apple Podcasts and any links that you want me to share, Amanda. And just everyone, you know, don't harass her, but, you know, reach out to her you know, nicely. Um, and, you know, thank you so much, um, everyone for tuning in and listening, uh, for you listeners, don't forget to subscribe to the show and Amanda, thank you so much for joining today. Thanks so much. forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show sharing fun running feats training methodologies and all things running related to help you keep your running fun reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the run with alley community so you could connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do again do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button apple podcast or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Ally Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, Sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.